We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, Lucky Lefty Podcast. So <clears throat> let's switch over to Al Golden. When Marcus Freeman came in, he hires Al Golden as his defensive coordinator. Uh, what were your initial thoughts? And I'll give you my initial thoughts. I think Al Golden is a, um, a great pick to fill in when you're – trying to pick up as a first-year head coach because you know you're going to have somebody who can hold your defense down from a structure standpoint, knows what he's doing. He's not as as wet behind the ears as you are being a first-year head coach. Well, this is what Marcus Freeman had to say about Al Golden. It, I'm still baffled by some of the stuff. It's, I don't know. Marcus Freeman on Algo. Um, that we did last year, but he's also in hand, he's brought a lot of different uh, situational defensive tools. And I think that's what you look in the NFL is they focus a lot on the situational uh parts of the game and, and so what you've seen him today we had a big red zone day and uh, we were doing some different things um, that we haven't done in the past in the red zone and I think our guys are really really embracing it they still understand the things we did last year and how that's a part of our defensive scheme now but I think they're embracing the enhancement of it and so uh, it, it was they did a good job today looked really good they were terrible in the red zone defense terrible in the red zone terrible what are you, what are you? So all this nuance that he's bringing, see, Derek Curry talked about it. Paralysis by analysis. Guys not running and flying to the ball and making plays. Sit up to this thing. He, he talked about how much knowledge he brought, how much the players learned from Al Golden. And then you talk about situational football, and you're not good at the situational football that you talked about. Leading up, Ohio State will go down forever as a memorable. What are we doing in the red zone under our goal? So, 
yeah, I think that was maybe a bad part to mention in the red zone, but I do think it goes back to what Derek Curry was saying. Can't tell if it's coaching or you can't make the play because you you don't have that confidence or knowledge in what you're doing. And, you know, I'm thinking it's more on the player because as a fifth-year guy, clutch situations, you got to be able to make a play. And in those situations, yeah, maybe positionally you may be put in the spot, but at the end of the day, you're blitzing. So you got to hit home because you know you're vulnerable. Unfortunately, we didn't have the, the right combination of players to make it happen. So the call does look a little more uh, uh, ineffective when I think if an experienced defense with some experienced players probably make it look a little different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I just I just didn't get it. I just didn't get it. I thought his first year, what Derek Curry pointed out as we previewed the linebackers, was absolutely correct. One of the things I said is that the players during the first spring with Al Golden constantly talked about communication. That's right. Communicate. That was communication between the safeties and the linebackers, and then the linebackers were communicating. Sometimes you can talk too much. Yeah. 
Who's the dude that's making the calls? Give me, give me the dude that's making the calls. Everybody, look. The Baltimore Ravens, it was Ray and Ed. That's it. Ray and Ed. Whatever they said, this is what we're doing. That's it. Yeah, too many. Everybody's communicating. Both safeties have some. It's like, come on, man. I understand communication. I understand checks. I understand all of that. But then you do all the checks and communication, and then you go and give the blitz away. You go and get a blitz away, yeah. As a linebacker. So now, it doesn't matter what you communicate. The execution is bad. You don't scrape over the top. All that great communication means nothing. Nothing. It means nothing. So for me, I'm looking forward to year two under Al Golden. I really am. Because I need to see, look, communication should be smooth. It shouldn't be as much. Hey, let me tell you something, Left. I'm 30 plus years in with the missus, Left. We do. I can finish her sentences. She can finish mine. We don't have to say much. That's right. We can look at each other. Al Golden said he's impressed with his deep. Idea. Um, it was an uh, incredible experience. And, um, to be down there with Coach Taylor and the defensive staff, it was just, it was just, it was awesome. Um, and to be able to coach players that bought into a team, like that's hard. That's hard to leave, you know. So it's it's conflicting when you're going through it. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, when Coach Kelly left, um, there was a time there. Where I didn't know if uh, Marcus was going to be the head coach, but then when he was the head coach. I listened to his press conference, and I told him this at a later date. And I, and I told my wife, I said, uh, I share his values. I listened to his press conference, and I said, you know, that would be a place that would get me back. Uh, just what Notre Dame represents um, from a community standpoint, from a character standpoint, uh, from an educational standpoint. It just meant so much. To me, it's always been about the four C's, right? Classroom community uh, on the field of competition. Um, and then what you do in the complex. So those four C's make up who we are, right? And I was like listening to Marcus and I'm like, I told my wife Kelly, I said, you know, I, I, I don't really have to change to be a partner with that, that guy right there. Like I was really impressed. I don't know about that. I don't know about that competition part. And first of all, see, people think that slick, you can go check the tape. Because I said it on Lucky Lefty, I said Irish Breakdown. Wasn't one darn time I said Brandon Joseph was a better player than Kyle Hamilton. Stop lying. I said 16 was greater than 14, and I explained why. Kyle Hamilton was a selfish player in the secondary that was about himself that left the secondary open, doing his own thing and rolling multiple times. That's what I said. What I said was collectively, the Notre Dame secondary would play better collectively because Brandon Joseph was a better communicator and wouldn't do that. And I one time did I say that, and that's where my 16 is greater than 14 came from. Stop capping. I never said he was a better player. I'm not stupid. 
But did the Notre Dame secondary play better last year collectively in comparison to what they did in Kyle Hamilton's? Kyle Hamilton against Cincinnati tried to pull off some of that one-on-one stuff and got burnt twice by Cincinnati. The facts are the facts. And the coaches didn't particularly like the way he went about doing that. But what he made plays. So what are you going to say? Aloe Gilman kind of did the same thing in a sense. He would just go against he would just go against what the coach called because he had an instinct. Kyle Hamilton was the same way. He just had an instinct. He just had an instinct. But sometimes against good teams, man, you you leave the people out there hanging. You know, because you can't you can't play next to I got DJ Brown and leave him hanging. He he's not a make up the coverage, make up ground safety like that. So if you don't make the play, or they see what you're doing, then DJ gets burnt, and then everybody's sitting there saying, yo, DJ Brown, what's what's going on? And no one's ever going to come out in a press conference and say, well, Cal wasn't where he was supposed to be exactly on that play. So no one's going to say that. But no, that was something, no one's going to say that. But that's something that happened a lot. But Cal Hamilton just was instinctual, and he made plays. And he was a great player. He was a great player, man. You didn't. Yeah. That's it, 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 as bad as Brandon Joseph played after. I think Brandon Joseph's first four games. Yeah, I think his first four games. Well, I was he played pretty good. First four games, he played really well. After that, I don't know if he checked out because of injury. But he made D.J. Brown. D.J. Brown actually looked much better playing next to him than he did playing next to Kyle Hamilton. And that's just a fact. That's just a fact. What's your biggest thing you're looking for in year two under the Al Golden defense? Man, year two under Al Golden, I really just want to be able to see some consistency and an adjustment to what we lacked last year. For instance, speed and in, in from the linebacking position. I want to see sideline to sideline, open space tackling, things we dealt with last year, closing out drives. Let's stop giving up third and forevers, third and 15, third and 12, third and eight. Be able to capture the momentum of the game and no, on this third down, we have to get off the field if we want to get our offense a chance. Last year, it was just too many too many positions where we're in good spots. Ohio State being a good one, third and eight, third and six, third and seven. We fought hard, got a good field position for a punt, and we give up third down on a one-on-one or a comeback or something simple where you're wondering where is the defensive creativity when they're hitting basic stuff for first downs. So for us, I want to see some consistency, open field tackling, getting off the field in third downs and crucial moments in the game, but also see our linebackers hit home. We do a lot of different blitzes, popping guys out, 
uh, blitzing from all different places. Uh, let's be a team that creates turnovers if we're causing havoc, if we're not playing straight base defense and lining up seven and running and running upfield. We need to be able to uh, create havoc within turnovers off of these blitzes that we're, uh, we're bringing this year from our linebackers and safety combinations. We need to be able to do that because then the, all that blitzing and scheming and NFL stuff makes sense because we're hitting home because we're getting turnovers. Western Kentucky was the number one turnover team last year. Western Kentucky. Turnovers left and right. So there's no excuse for us not to be the same. And usually when you have a team that has high turnovers, you have an offense that has high points on the other end. Left, I mean the value of Al Golden to show up. If you're going to sit here and tell me that his value is teaching. And not recruiting. Now we, 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 there's nothing else needed to say. If his yeah, value, it can't, it can't if, be if, that low. Teaching got to be immaculate. You got to be Tony Dungy. Man, if his value is teaching and situational football, that needs to show up. That to, cannot be a failure on the field. And that's that the, the first thing we think of when we think of our goal. Absolutely. Can't that's give enough big plays on third and long. Giving up a third and eight when Marshall was backed up trying to get off the field, miscommunication. Giving up that double safety blitz against Ohio State, terrible call. Giving up red zone being awful. Situational football, just bad. It really and this is your value. That's BVG. BVG had all the blitzes and schemes and this and that. We gave up 50 points versus Texas first game. How's that happen? How's that happen? You have your value, Al Golden, has to come to the forefront. Marcus Freeman said you're a great teacher. The players have learned more as they built on the defense that was already there from you in a short time when you got there as defensive coordinator. And then we get into the season, and the strength is supposed to be what they've learned in situational football that you work on. And the execution is just all bad. We come to the Gator Bowl, you have all of this prep time, and your team struggles the first quarter trying to line up. Like, is it not sinking in? Is it, look, like Derek Curry said, is it him or is it the players? Is it him or is it the players? Weak man, I don't know. But year two should be a clear indication a clear indication that these players can go out and play. These players should be able to go out and just play football, man. At some point, the game has to be as complex as it is. I've never played a down, a defensive ball in my life, Notre Dame fans, in my life. But hey, Al Golden talking about his vets. Stepping into a bigger role, Junior stepping into a bigger role. Burnham has done a nice job, um, you know, inside um, 
Anya has, has made progress, which is great. Heinish has made progress. So, I mean, th there's a bunch of guys battling there. And, uh, and there's still time. We have a couple other guys that we need to, to step up. Um, JJB has made a big difference at end. Him and Nana are doing a great job there. And, and, and uh, uh, Baptiste is doing a great job learning the defense. So that's, that's been positive, too. And throughout the spring, what's been your emphasis or message to, I guess, maybe all three of the, the fifth-year guys at, at linebacker and, and even that maybe individually each of those three? Have, yeah, just, challenge, just challenging them to get better, you know, find things every day to get better at. Um, I think Kais has done that. Um, it, it's, been, uh, it's been great to see his progression, being able to play inside and outside. So I'm, I'm really pleased with his spring so far. J.D., you know, we challenged him to lead continue to lead, be more of a, a team leader, unit leader, uh, which has been great. And uh, Maris has to have the versatility go on and off the ball. So uh, I think he's improved his edge stuff. So I think, uh, you know, all, all three of those guys are challenged every day and they've responded. Once again, he's talking about the same usual suspects at linebacker. Boy. Yeah, and they definitely are suspects. From the sense that how challenging do you, how, JD to be a team leader. How do you count on that? How do you count on that? Talk yeah, about the young yeah, guys. Wait, 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 wait. You have to challenge a dude in his senior year to be a team leader. In his fifth year, something even crazier, right? You have to challenge him to be a dude. Derek Curry said he can see already Drake Bowen's a dude. Already. Already. Off the recruiting trail. And, hey, Jay, look, I agree. The offense being more efficient is going to help. You know what else helps a defense? Playing your depth. 15 to 20 snaps. Playing your backups, 15 to 20 snaps. Also helps your defense to stay fresh. Yeah. So recruits can see, oh, snap, I'm going to play if I come to Notre Dame. Getting off the field is the biggest thing. I mean, we got to get off the field. That's situational football. Yeah. Got to get off the field. Derek Curry also said uh, he could see on third downs, yo, we got him. He said he would look at the four mates, no, we got him. And somehow, some way, the other team will make a play. So that falls on the players. Because you know, left, you can design plays all you want to. And you know you got the right call against the right coverage. If it's not executed, there's really nothing you can do. Really nothing you can do. Nothing you can you know, do. There's nothing you can do. And at this point, ready, yeah. At this point, what are we really talking about? What do you think 
is going to be the key or the driving force. Which unit is going to be needs to be the driving force for this defense? The, the guy to come from the linebackers is Marcus Freeman <clears throat> Stamp, Al Golden specialty. Uh, we had James Laurinaitis over there too. So it's definitely going to be even more crucial for us to be able to highlight that. We spent a lot of time recruiting that position, spent a lot of time coaching and putting attention on that position from a scheme and defensive-wise. It's time for that linebacker crew to show up from a depth, a veteran, and a young guy uh, experience. Marcus Freeman talking about his defense. A lot of roles, and I'm sure he will again this year. When he's inside, does that open the door for someone else at Rover? Or is it obviously your Rover becomes a nickel quite often. What do you kind of like for his versatility there, and how does that help someone else at Rover? Yeah, I think the more he can do, it, it, it gives others opportunities, right? And so if Jack Kaiser is a one-position guy, you know, we know Jack Kaiser is going to be on the field. And um, if he's a one-position guy, well, the guy behind him, and might be a younger guy, um, isn't going to get an opportunity to get on the field as much. But now if you've got a guy like Jack that can play multiple positions, you can give those inside guys a break and get a younger guy or an inexperienced guy um, on the field at that role position. So it's most, again, the guys on the field have to be able to do their job. But a guy that can do multiple positions creates an opening for another guy. Back to your left, second row, Sean Sires. Hey, Coach, I wanted to ask about a couple guys I don't think we saw the last couple times we've uh, been out there, Christian Gray and Prince Colley, just what their statuses are right now. Christian had a knee scope yesterday, Thursday. Thursday, he had his uh, 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 knee scope, um, so he'll be out for the remainder of spring. And then Prince Colley is in, still in concussion protocol. Um, it happened last week, uh, last Saturday, I think. Um, so I hope to get him back this upcoming week and, and try to get some more uh, reps out of him for Saturday, but he's in uh, concussion protocol. Okay. And then I think it was the start of the first time we talked to you this spring, you talked about the safety position, sort of evaluating it over the course of the spring and then maybe make you know decision on what you might do. So what you've seen from them and, and anything that might be going on. Oh, it's, it's great, the depth. I mean, to have three guys – um, at any moment that can that we rotate coach golden does something really cool and then for the first couple of days uh, really all the practices he's kind of have a different starting lineup and and part of that is is xavier watts at safety ramon henderson dj brown and um those guys all three of them are practicing at a high level and then you get a guy like uh ben minnick you know who who practiced probably for eight practices and then he had a uh, a procedure on his thumb that he'll won't he won't finish spring um, on a practice field, but it, it's really good to see. I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting any Marty Hour. Is any other safeties I'm forgetting? 
No, you know, um, but it's really good to see those three that I was talking about, right? DJ, Ramon, and Xavier really all play with the ones, really all continue to improve and, and, and practice at a high level. So Marcus Freeman pointing out depth and opportunity and rotation, especially in the defensive backfield from Al Golden. But for some reason, when they start talking about the linebackers, you know, you know, if this guy, if if he's playing this position, then the youngsters can't get in. He's got to be able to play multiple multiple positions for the youngsters to get up. What are we talking about, man? What? What? We acting like this is the admissions process on a regular basis. Like, no, we have way too many uh, qualifications instead of it just being the best players play. We got to have specialized, versatile, do-it-all guys to fill in for guys who have tenure. This is not the public school system where tenure guys get to just do what they want. This is a, a update your system, what have you done for me lately type of business where we can't rely on experience if it's not producing. Oh, man. It's different in them high school, private schools that 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 play these kids because they paying a lot of money from donations. We got to play uh, the kids that are going to put up the wins because coaches aren't going to stick around for teams that are losing. Let me tell you something, love. It is my belief that the aggressiveness from this Notre Dame team has to come, has to come from the offense this year. I've seen this defense try to be aggressive. I just don't know if they can effectively be aggressive. I think they can cover in the secondary. Linebacker play is up and down. And then we're waiting for promise on the front seven. I mean, the front four. Solid, solid guys. <clears throat> but they struggle to stop the run and have done so consecutively. Over the last four years. It's going to be, a, it's going to be very interesting to see the attitude of this defense. Because once again, as we said, talent and opportunity awaits. We've heard about Jason Onye. I've seen him dominate practices. We've heard his teammates say no one can block him. But then we've heard coaches come to the podium and try to temper expectations. And, you know, if he's a dude, it's okay to say he's a dude. If he's playing well, it's okay to say he's playing well. Howard Cross had a really good spring. Smallest guy. Yeah, smallest guy, biggest impact. That's what we like. Big, huge impact. Huge impact. Riley Mills is steady as they come. Jordan Patello, can he finally be that guy? Can he finally step up and put everything together on and off the field? to become the promising young player we think he can be. John the Baptist, can he be a difference maker as a pass rusher?
Gabriel Rubio, Big AK, the two plugs in the middle. Can they help against the run game? Tyson Ford, Jason Onye, can they take steps? Are they going to be allowed to take steps? That's the other thing. Ooh, man. We'll see. We shall see. We shall see. I'm, I'm definitely excited. But, you know, are, are the younger guys going to get that opportunity? Are the younger guys going to get that leap of faith that we see from other top universities, other programs make playing these younger guys that we have a lot of question marks about, but we believe in their talent. That's why we recruited them. I never understood the whole trust thing when you're recruiting guys to come to your school for three or four years before they get there. Then they get there, you talk about you got to trust them. So mm-hmm. that trust is in the living room when you visit and then when it's time to play, throw them in the fire. Yeah, you man. Got four years with a kid, throw them in the fire. Yeah. And seeing Irish, yo, I understand. You know how across how across makes plays, bro. The problem with how across is he doesn't need to be out there 50, 50 plays a game. Yeah. But the dude, he just makes plays. Jacob, he, Lacey. he makes plays. Same thing. Jacob Lacey made plays, but they start cutting his reps, which understandably should have helped this game. Yeah, but he's not a fifty. He's a fifty play guy. You know, you don't need to be out there all day either. But he made a business decision. I understand. He goes to Oklahoma because he's going to get that opportunity to be highlighted in the defense. Highlighted. Important. That's a business decision. You know, um, unfortunately, it is – man, this is really an unknown season. I can't – has that been a, a more unknown season in Notre Dame recent history than this season? Would you say it's more highly anticipated than it is uh, unknown? Because anticipated because the ceiling is higher than it's been in years before. We haven't had a ceiling offensively in a long time because of who we got making the shot caller. It would be different if it was like Jack Cohn's year where we knew it was transition. It was a lot of mystery. We knew the ceiling. The ceiling yeah. quarterback that's proven enough where we haven't had this type of hype around a quarterback in a while. What mm. is that going to do? But the excitement has to be better than nine and four. Right? Yeah. It has to be. So that's where the highest anticipation comes from because now we have the uh, possibility of scoring in the 40-plus range because we were doing 35 with a guy that we was like, man, please get him out of here. Yeah, but the telltale for the offense is the big games, right? Because Ian Book to score 30 against – dude, Brandon was putting up 30 points against USC, Boston College. Well, hell, offensively, every game is is a standard because look at Navy. Being 20-point favorites, that's the least we got or the most we got? Absolutely not. We need to be able to be putting 40-plus on Navy. We need to be putting 40-plus on TSU. Hell, 35 against Ohio State. And a lot of that is for the same reasons that you look at Georgia and Alabama. They're putting 45, 35 on teams that are the best in their conference. 
We ain't talking about throwaway, stowaway teams. We talking about they putting 40 on Kentucky, 40 on Tennessee, 40 on Sam Houston State. So there's no difference in team that they putting the numbers on, which is why we have to be in the 40-point versus everybody we're going against too offensively. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that mentality. I don't care who I don't care who's on the other side of the field. We're putting up 40. And I, I hope somebody in that Notre Dame offensive uh part of the locker room has that attitude right now going into camp. I don't care who we're facing, what scheme we're putting up 40. Look how relevant. Look how relevant and how different a year made of change when Tennessee became relevant offensively. Mm. When Tennessee became relevant with a quarterback that can do a little bit and they're putting up 40 a game, hell, they was giving up 40 because the defense wasn't great, but every game you felt like Tennessee was going to be in that chance to win because they could put up those points. Tennessee in the first, what, six games, they was putting up 40-plus. People was like, who Tennessee, the, who is that? Right, right. Not because now- of their defense. Now your defense defense looks better because you get to be aggressive because you have a high-scoring offense. You get to be aggressive on defense. So now the recruits see you playing an aggressive style of defense, blitzing, creating turnovers, complimentary football to an explosive offense. Yeah, I agree, Beth. I agree. Notre Dame has that opportunity with this offense this year to kind of transform some things throughout the entire program, you know, from recruiting to the defense and how they can play and be impactful, which goes back to what you said. You need the defense to create turnovers. That's right. Complimentary football. If we're struggling on offense, naturally you're going to struggle on defense because you're on the field so much. But if you're scoring at a high clip and teams got to catch up defensively, you can take chances, create bigger turnovers, Look at Western Kentucky, the number one team in turnovers last year, but offensively, they're putting up 40 a clip. Yeah. They're putting up 40 a clip. So teams got to play from behind like, damn, we got to catch up. We got to start taking more chances, and that's where you get the turnovers at a higher clip than other teams. Look at Georgia creating turnovers. Your front four is like seven. Yeah. So now everybody's just sitting back waiting to play jackpot when you throw it up because you don't have no time. Teams come in against Georgia saying, man, we can just keep it close. Yeah, if we could just keep it close. If we could just keep it close, and then all of a sudden Georgia starts putting up points, right? Because Georgia's not a team where you're like, let's just keep their offense off the field. No, you're like, we have to score. It's going to be zero to whatever they got. It's going to be zero to whatever they got because they're going to have chances on offense regardless of whatever because they're getting three and outs. Yeah. They're not giving up third and 15, third and 12, uh, momentous third downs. No, it's third and eight in a sack, third and eight in a TFL, a pass yeah. break. Yeah. Impact plays. Let me ask LL, LL, before we get out of here. It, I think this is an interesting question. I'm, I'm interested in seeing how this vote turns out. Who are you more confident in as we sit here today? Al Golden or Jared Parker? Who are you more confident in right now as a coordinator? Al Golden or Jared Parker? 
And while those votes come in, someone had a question for you, love. Let me find it. It was a pretty good question. Here it is. Thank you, Yvonne, for your question. Iden, I'm sorry. Malik, can Jared Parker be more creative than Tommy Reese in his first year? Or should he stick to what works and let Hartman do his thing? The left mute himself. He must have stepped away. <clears throat> I think I think Jared Parker stepped into a very fortunate situation. I think the quarterback room and the wide, the talent is just better. <clears throat> the talent is better. The base of everything and having the offensive line, like he said, the offensive line is going to be, or the team and the offense is going to be O line driven. So he steps into a very advantageous situation, if you ask me, as an OC. Yeah, as OC, do what you want, get creative, take some chances. Hell, I mean, you got an offensive line that's going to give you time, which is rare in college football because usually you're trying to find ways to protect yourself throughout the season. Yeah, this vote is crazy. You got Parker, Neither, Parker, Parker, Parker. Uh, someone says Al Golden, but Jared has better personnel. Parker, P Dub, something is show me mode. Golden. I mean, Jared Parker's getting a lot of votes, and he's never called a play. I think that speaks volumes, in my opinion. Jared Parker's getting a chance. Detroit Hunter, that's you being re- that's man. I don't want to say that's cap, but I'm 100% confident in both. All right, we people acting hey. like Parker just got here now. Parker been here. Jay Carr said Parker because of the pieces. Our girl DBZ says Parker, Mr. 2.0 says Golden. Uh, Eric Spadell says Parker for sure. K Mac said I haven't seen Parker call plays. But the fact that the vote went the way of Parker says a lot. It says a lot, in my opinion, though. Crazy. It's crazy, bro. I couldn't believe Tommy Tupperville when he said that, man. You supposed to be sitting up here talking about NIL and you taking swipes and inner city teachers and their education and their degrees. Boy, whoo. Man, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.